All right, here we go. You ready? Yep. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Draft Junkies, episode four. As always, I'm Justin Tribble. I'm here with Jordan Richardson. 30 days, Jordan. 30 30 days. I love it. It's going by so slow for me, though. Bro, it's got to be heating up now. It's dragging. I remember when we first started a few weeks ago, and we were like, oh, man, it's only so many days, and it felt like it was coming. And it was like as soon as we said the days, they've just drug on and on and on. We're about to hit April. We know it always takes off when we hit April. Yeah. First will come. I'm sure a trade or two will come. Big time stuff, man. Yeah. Probably no more blockbusters, though, right? <laughs> oh, boy. I hope not. Unless DK gets traded. A lot of talk out there, huh? Yeah. Uh, Quadre Diggs had something to say about that, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Seahawks team my. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I don't know. If they're expecting Drew Locke to be their quarterback, they're going to need all the weapons they can get. So you keep calling it the whole, you know, corral thing, and that that pleases DK, right? I would think so. So I mean, I would think he's now the face of the franchise, right? DK. <laughs> You've lost Russ. Oh yeah, I mean, right now as you're sitting, absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't f- think Tyler Lockett's a prominent enough figure to get that role. So DK's probably your face of your franchise, and if that's the case, make him happy. Get you know, bring in the all his alma mater guy. Big deal, big deal. So speaking of blockbusters. Tyreek Hill gets traded to the Miami Dolphins for a wild collection of picks, man. What did you think about this trade? I didn't see it coming, you know, about like I didn't see the Devontae Adams trade coming. But uh, it's wild. It's wild that they, you know, trade him, which I guess they're just not worried about two in the Dolphins, you know. (laughs) Most of the time, you see those guys get traded. They they go to the different a different conference. You know, but they were thinking, "Hell, I ain't worried about two and Teddy Two Gloves." So you can go ahead. But it just feels like you know we're in that prime of wide receivers are just constant, man. Yeah, right. That helps too. I think all. I mean, the last so many receiver classes have been so stacked. And not only are they stacked, but they're coming in and contributing early, which makes a huge difference. You know, these guys, you know, a lot of people say it's because they're starting seven-on-sevens a lot earlier, so they just know how to play the position more. And uh, I think that's – I think, you know, we're probably going to see this for a while. We're probably not going to see these, you know – 27, 28-year-old receivers get that, you know, big second and third contracts all the time with the way the college football is churning them out. So, I mean, we stopped paying running backs. Are we going to stop paying wide receivers too? Uh, (laughs) I don't know about that. I know. I I mean, the older receivers I could see. Yeah, definitely. 
still, I think you're still going to get second. Probably, you're probably still going to get second contracts from guys. You know, we're still going to see probably DK is going to get paid. You know, my 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 man AJ Brown's going to get paid. Debo's going to get paid. You know, these are second contracts, but you know, they they'll get traded off where they get that third one. So I mean, Christian Kirk really just <laughs> he got it when he should have got it, right? Uh-huh. I mean, he just had to get it when he could get it. and yep. So, something we didn't talk about, Jordan, last week enough was Deshaun Watson. I don't even know if we mentioned it, man. Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. First overall thought about that. How would you feel? That's – whenever we were talking about it, that's where I wanted him to go. Like, you know, just kind of as a – I feel like – the pieces that are around him and stuff. And, you know, we don't know how big a piece of shit he is, you know, so not yeah. on that, but I've, you know, you want to see Cleveland get a quarterback finally. You're, you know, at least I do, you know, you get that, you know, that jerk one that just keeps getting the names on it, names on it, you know, uh, hopefully it stays with, Watson for a little, you know, for a while, but they they've been starved for a quarterback, and it's that that was the landing spot I I really liked. I mean, you pretty much got every wide receiver that left trying to come back now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely wild. But I you do. You got a running back. You know, you got running backs. You got a running game. You got uh, a super athletic tight end with Njoku. You've got. You know, a lot of pieces on defense too. Honestly, I mean, it's there, and that division. I know the Bengals just come out of it, but it still feels like it could go any way. It's wide open. Yeah, you got Pittsburgh with quarterback problems. Honestly, sorry Ravens, but you got quarterback problems because you kind of never know what you're going to get with Lamar. Yeah, and then Addy. Yeah, they had a great year, but we don't know how consistent they're going to be. So, I mean, it's huge. As far as complete team, for me, I thought that Cleveland was the best fit. Yeah. Now, in retrospect, I think that he went there because they gave him the contract with the guaranteed money. Yeah. They're not talking really, for it. Oh, that he wasn't going there. You know, the reports of, you know, this team's out of the running, this team's out of the running. You know, he told Cleveland they were out. Yeah. And they were like, well, hang on. You know, who's going to give you this? Yeah, what if we give you this? Okay, okay. So, anyway, Sean Watson to Cleveland. Outside of these two things, really, it's been kind of quiet around the NFL. Yeah. Agner meeting with the Rams, the Ravens, you know, these contenderish teams he wants to play for, yeah. stuff like that. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles bringing back the Kelly Green uniforms. What up? No, I, I, I can't believe you didn't lead with that. Man, that was awesome. It's about Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Kelly Greens. Kelly Green, man. I'm excited about that for sure. Hey, man, that's that's fun stuff. Yeah, those are big deals, man. You've, you've been asking for that for years. Yeah. Pretty much ever since they let got rid of them. Well, I like that they're going to do the Nike overall overhaul and, you know, do all that good stuff. It's fun. It's fun times. Hey, yeah. and how, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Jalen Hurts, man. He put all this in motion. 
This guy literally went to Jeff Lurie and started <laughs> switching up combo. <laughs> Give Hurt some love, man. Yeah. He'd be like, right. I know how good a quarterback I am, but hey, I'm, I'm going to do this for the fans. Yeah, he's a hell of a teammate, hell of a yeah. fan. <laughs> you know, all that good stuff. Hey, so today, Jordan, we're going to talk about some defensive linemen and some edge rushers, man. How do you feel about these classes? Well, the edge class is amazing to me. They're – it's deep. It's – you're getting – you're going to get some starters into the third round. D-tackle, not so much. You know, it's it's a little – it's a little top-heavy, but – coming off the edge man it's i mean it's a beautiful sight you can just it's it's 20 guys deep almost on the edge which you know in the nfl you need a passer and you need the guy that can get after the passer so right. I mean, it's it's good it's a good year to need one that's for sure i don't think it's obviously as deep on the you know d-line side of things but yeah. i honestly i have you know, nine or ten guys that I would feel really good about going, you know, to a team that needed somebody to fill in every game. I really – I like, you know, nine or ten of these guys. I think there's a lot of a lot of motor there. Yeah. Edge rushers, you know, you said it. Holy shit. Like, it's just – you just – you can just keep finding guys. You can close your eyes and throw a dart. Yeah. It's it's nice. It's And it's it's not just top heavy either. Like you've got guys that's gonna go, you got probably four guys that's gonna go top fifteen, and then you're probably gonna get some guys the back half of the first round. You're gonna get starters in the second round, and you know could be some trickle down to the third. It's, I mean, it it's good. Beautiful sight, beautiful sight. All right, Jordan. So you're gonna lead us off, man. Your top five defensive linemen coming into this class. Well, I'm. Jordan Davis is number one for me. You know, they just – they don't put a lot of people on the planet like him. <laughs> you know, he's he's a space eater. He's a hustler. You know, he didn't play a whole lot of uh, downs at Georgia. But, I mean, like I said, they just don't make them like him. They don't make men that are 350 pounds that move like that. You know, it's in that kind of that – He's taller, but you know that Haloti Nada. You know they just make, don't make guys that move like that that big. And he's gonna he's gonna anchor a defense for a while. Uh, second guy for me is his teammate Devonte Wyatt. Um, he's a little older for a prospect. You know he's like twenty four years old, which to some teams makes a difference. But I mean he's an athletic freak too. Yeah. And what's crazy is these two guys aren't even weren't even the best D tackle on their team in college. <laughs> I, that Carter guy coming out next year is going to, he may be a top five pick. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah. And, uh, Travis Jones comes in at three for me. He's a big space eater. He, uh, he's got nimble feet for a big guy. Uh, he showed out at the senior bowl. And, uh, I think as a nose tackle, he, uh, he can get around a little bit. Uh, four for me is Perion Winfrey. Again, another senior bowl guy. Uh, I mean, he lived in the backfield of the senior bowl. He made he made some money 
You know, he could even probably play a little bit of – You could. he's pretty versatile. You know, you could probably play him a little bit on the edge in uh, some schemes. He could probably play, uh, you know, five-tech in the three-four. You know, he's he's position versatile, but he's he's hustle. You know, he's he's all motor, and he's can get after the quarterback. Uh, five for me. He's you know he's a bit of a faller, but Demarvin Neal, you know he's he's boomer bust man, and uh, at the beginning of the year, you know he was probably, you know probably two at least at the beginning of the year, but he uh, he's just too hot and cold. He uh, he's definitely boomer bust. If he puts it all together though, you know probably there in the late second. You know, I could see him kind of sneaking in there. Uh, you know, if he puts it all together, he could be he could be productive. Man, at one time, this guy was like he was sought to be a top ten pick. Yeah, that's yeah. the hype was there, man. Yeah, if you go back and look at mock drafts from September, yeah. you probably find one in the top ten that didn't have his name in it. Yeah, he was all over the place, man. And now here we are talking about second round early-ish. We're thinking maybe not. Yeah, somewhere in the second. You know, I could see he's probably somewhere in the 45 to 60 range, you know. Yeah. All right, man, I like it. I like the, I like the Perrion Winfrey add in there. I thought he showed out, man. Give him some love. Mm-hmm. All right, so my top five defensive linemen. Number one, of course, right? Jordan Davis. Monster athlete, puts the center in the lap of the quarterback, type of guy that creates that new line of scrimmage almost, you know? Um, Number two, Devontae White out of Georgia. You said it. He's the seasoned vet of the group. He's played every technique, I think, across the line. His motor doesn't stop. His Big improvement, though, the next level is just going to have to be that gap integrity. I think that's been his big question mark. Um, honestly, I like – at number three, I got DeMarvin Lill, man. And you said it, consistency, consistency, consistency. But he's going to make some money collapsing the pocket. If he could just get the want, you yeah. know, bring it every down, man, I like Lil. I think – I like I said – there was a time top ten pick. I was like, "Shit, this is gonna be a defensive tackle." The Chargers want the Eagles want all those. You know, trench teams love to build. That's gonna be the guy now. Push him on down the list. Uh, my number four guy, man, Logan Hall out of Houston. Okay, yeah, I really like he, Logan Hall, man. He's he's a little bit like you could play him on the edge more. Like yeah. I, I kind of viewed him edge, but you know, you could very well see him dropping down. You've always – guys, you've always got – every year you'll have those guys that will do defensive linemen and you're like, you know what, I'm putting this I'm putting this ass in D-line, you know. Absolutely. Everybody else is saying edge. You're like, nope, he's sliding down for me. Well, for me, it's kind of like – and, you know, I've read everybody's takes on this. And for me, I think you have to – if you watch his game and you watch his body, you have to pick a technique for him yeah. and let him build his body off of it. Yeah. For me, at the next level, I think with just being how crowded, you know, the edge rushers become, he's a guy that you can say, hey, 
you're gonna you're playing defensive tackle, build your fucking body, and yeah. let's go. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I think he does a lot of great things, man. Yep. He's going to be, like you said, he'll be scheme versatile, and that's probably his best bet is to just fit a role. I've honestly called him the bad boy mower, okay? So can we just fit that? <laughs> the guy looks like he's just <laughs> running around chopping people down back there. So anyway, Logan Hall, I like Logan Hall. Uh, my number five, Travis Jones, man, the nose tackle of the group. Yeah. 160 pounds, 13% body fat. He's a pocket rusher, a run stopper. He just – you said it about Jordan Davis. It's hard to find guys that are that big and move like this. And when you watch this guy on tape, it's a lot of the same. Man, he's got dancer's feet. He, yeah, he Big dancing bear out there for as big as he is. And let's just call it what it is, you know. Everyone wants to talk about, well, he went to UConn. This dude had D1 offers to go to all kinds of schools. No. Yeah. He chose UConn to stay close to home. Yeah. So, fuck it, you know? Yeah. And there are other guys that I like in this class. Perry on Winfrey, you mentioned him. Yeah. I like Michael Garrett. I like Cameron Thomas. But these are my five. I'm sticking to them. See, Cameron Thomas is another guy that's I'd put on the edge. Yeah, I think he could play out there, too. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of different – like, if you're going to play the five technique. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys – a lot of teams, you know, they're going to more of a, you know, rotation, a true rotation. Yeah, yeah. And you some of these bigger defensive ends, you know, edge guys, and on third down, put them on the inside. You know, on third down, third along especially, you are positionless out there. It's – I want my – you know, three, four, five best guys coming after the quarterback. Absolutely. So. That should be ran nowadays, especially as yeah. quarterbacks have gotten. Yeah. Rotate, rotate, rotate. Absolutely. All right, man. So, defensive lineman. I feel good about it. I, yeah. I'm glad that we had a little bit of different going on there, a little variety. Yep. That was probably, other than quarterback, probably one of the weaker positions for me though oh yeah yeah absolutely and you know me and you talked about this in the off season that it was just like i'll say off season <laughs> during the actual season draft yeah. uh draft off season that you know we haven't hit on a lot of those defensive linemen in honestly in this class it's going to be even harder than that because there's just not a lot there man yeah but the good thing about these guys Especially like a lot of these guys at the top, they got motors. Oh, hundred percent. No, it's it's not. You know that was that was my problem with uh, Demarvin. I just didn't see he ran too hot and cold. Yeah, those yeah. Other guys they played like their ass was on fire. Yeah, you know even Jordan Davis. Look at him. I mean, he was three fifty at the combine, but during the season that dude probably played closer to three seventy. And he was just balls to the wall chasing down red. <laughs> you know. He was killing it. So, I mean, they got, they've got they got that going for them, and that, that's going to make a huge difference. All right, Jordan. So, not your favorite group, but definitely your second favorite. It's the edge rushers, man. Yep. That's deep. It's a great class. Yeah. 
I'm sure we're going to be different on some of these. At least ranked a little different, probably, for sure. So, give me your top five, man. Well, and they've switched. I've went back and forth on a lot of these guys. But I'm going to stick with consensus, and I think Hutchinson's one for me. I know I, I cooled off a little bit on him after watching him play Georgia, and he was on his ass a little bit more than I wanted him to be. But, you know, he just had – he ain't played that power of the SEC. <laughs> but as far, as far as motor goes, production, you know, he's got good bend. He's got good hands. I think at one point this year I'd called him the third Bosa brother. I've definitely cooled on that. But he's he just feels the safest to me. You know, everybody else has got a little bit of, you know, low floor. But – this guy's just – he's got motor, he's got skill, he's got size, he's got bend, you know, which you know I like, and he plays the run. So, he's he's a little bit of the total package. Yeah. Number two, and a lot of people have this guy fallen, and I've heard the stories, but Kayvon Thibodeau, he's my number two. The You know, I was listening to Daniel Jeremiah – talk about him today and just talk about how they just don't know if he wants it you know they say he's one of those guys and it's a lot of guys like this nowadays but they're they're all about their brand you know is football number one for him you know and that's that's not really questions you and I can answer you know we just watch what we got and try to keep our ear to the ground listening about about stuff so we don't know but what i do know is when he turns it on he's fucking on you know and that first step that bend he doesn't play the run as well as hutchinson but man he can get after the quarterback and it ain't just about sacks you know it's about pressures it's about ability you know and uh i just think ability wise if he wants it, you know, he could he could be the best pass rusher in the league or in the in this draft. Um and th- number three for me is Trayvon Walker. He's a mold, you know, he's a ball of clay. We've talked about it. He's a ball of clay. I personally don't take those guys top ten, but I could see where someone will fall in love with him. You know, he's a ridiculous athlete. He's got crazy long arms. You know, he even dropped into coverage a little bit. You know, he wasn't asked to pin his ears back and get after the quarterback. So, you know, we don't we don't know what he can do, but someone's someone's gonna take him and develop it. And if he goes to the right defensive staff, you know, he could very well be one of the top guys. Uh four for me is Jermaine Johnson. Uh you know, he showed out at the senior bowl. He made money in the practice. You know, every time you looked at a clip of him at the senior bowl, he was knocking the offensive tackle on his ass. You know, he's the Georgia transfer, went to Florida State, gets after the quarterback, but he plays the run. He's a smart – you can tell he's a smart football player, got a good football IQ, got hands. He's a real good hands fighter. Uh, he's powerful. So, I think he's going to be – athletic enough. enough. You can move him around a little bit. 
you know, you get him after the quarterback, but there's going to be some times where you can, uh, you know, kind of play around with him a little bit. Number five for me is George Karloftis. You know, he was all motor. He's strong. He actually ran, which, you know, 40 times for defensive ends don't really matter. But uh, you want to see that 10-yard split. And, you know, he did he did well today. But he's, uh, he's athletic, and he's – He's another one of those kind of high floor guys like you. He may be tapped out, you know, but what you get is a really good football player. And I've, you know, I've got more guys, but those are just my top five. You know, you said it about Trayvon Walker, man. You said there's going to be guys, teams in the top ten that fall in love with him. Well, from what me and you have been hearing, if – it feels like two through ten have <laughs> fell in love with him. Yeah, yeah, they're saying. I mean, that even Vegas odds, you know, he's still got a chance to go number one. It's just I mean, he was a product. You know, if he had shown a little bit more, if they had given him, you know, if they'd given him the reps to pin his ears back and get after the quarterback, and we had seen that on a consistent basis, then sure. Because, you know, you don't find a lot of guys that are big like him and, you know, built like him and move like him. So, I get it. But I just – I personally wouldn't want to draft a guy in the top ten and ask him to do something I've never seen him do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm with you 100%. All right, man. So, here we are. And, you know, we're a lot of like action on our list. So, number one for me, though – I ain't giving up on Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm just not doing it. I thought he'd be one for you. He's going to be one. He's been one from the beginning. I'm not giving up. Dude, it just rushes the quarterback with the intent to freaking destroy. His football IQ is through the roof. Cut the crap. That's what I'm going to say, though. Cut the crap. I don't think anyone really knows what, you know, he thinks about football or what he, you know, his for his brand. That's a bunch of horse shit. Me yeah. and you say this all the time. What have you done lately? No. Yeah. What have you done lately? If Thibodeau plays all last season, Trayvon Walker does not rise up over him. I don't care what anyone says. This kid could tell me, hey, I think I want to play five years. I'd still take him over Trayvon Walker. <laughs> so, just the little things. The little things, man. Uh, number two. Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, dude, I don't mean this negatively, but effort might be this dude's absolute best attribute. Yeah. He just he brings it to the table, man. It's just motor, motor, motor. Even in that Georgia game when he was getting beat, he kept <laughs> coming. Yeah, when he got knocked on his ass, he got back up. Yeah, he kept on coming. So, I don't doubt Aiden Hutchinson being the best guy in this class. I think that he could absolutely do it, man, absolutely. Um, number three, obviously, I'm with you, Trayvon Walker. I wish that someone would ask him at some point to pin his ears back and just rush the passer, but I hope that we don't see it from one of these top five teams at least. And, you know, you said top ten, but there are teams like the Jets and the Giants who just – they can afford to do it, man. Yeah, having that, having two top ten picks like that, that's pretty huge. You know, you can, you can take a – a little bit of more of a risky swing, you know. 
And, and they, honestly, one of those teams are probably going to be the ones to do it before it's all said and done. Yeah. Uh, my number four, obviously, Jermaine Johnson. And you talk about a guy who's, you know, Rose, man, a riser in this draft. I don't know where he would be without the senior bowl. Like, I know that we all thought he was, you know, a pretty good prospect. Yeah. But he just – since the Senior Bowl, I feel like he's just – every time you hear his name, it's higher and higher and higher. I've seen mocks where he's like three. I mean, I believe it. Like they say there's some teams that have him over a lot of these guys. I remember when they played Notre Dame, and it was just hopped. It was just this big hopped-up matchup. And he went out there and just bullied everyone that came into the game, man. He, he just got a variety of rush moves, and he just – ears back, he's going. Yeah. And number five, I'm not I'm not giving up on my man David Ojabo from Michigan. Yeah. You keep – you love to say it, man, ball of clay, ball of clay. Yep. This guy's it, and I know the Achilles injury sucks, but I hope whatever team gets him truly wants to, you know, work with him, bring him to the next level because – I honestly feel like he has just as much potential as three or four guys in this draft. So Yeah, he's just learning how to play the position. Exactly. And it's probably, you know, what everybody's saying is one of these teams that has multiple firsts that's going to take a chance on him. They absolutely should. I, st- I mean, I still very well can see him going to your team, you know, with having three picks like that. You know they love pass rushers. You know, Brandon Graham ain't getting any younger. That's right. Go take him at 19. I'm cool with that. You trade back a little bit. I'm cool with that. Get him and just let him heal up. And, again, you said this class is loaded. I like your guy, Carl Aftis. I I like Boye Mafia. I like, you know, um, who is it? Arnold Dipke or whatever from Penn State. But he's all motor, too, you know. I, I can't leave this thing without talking about Drake Jackson. I don't have Drake Jackson in my top five, but I still believe in Drake Jackson. I knew you couldn't let him go. I, man, I do. I, I like him. I, if I didn't like these other guys so much, you know, he'd be right He'd be right there. You know, I've got him at seven. You know, I've got a job O at six because I think the upside's just too big. And I've got Drake Jackson as my seventh guy. But I just, man, his dip, the way he dips his shoulders, you know I love the bend. You know mm-hmm. I love guys that can turn the corner and it looks like they could pick a nickel up with their butthole because they get, you know, they get damn low. But he's – and he's got he's got moves, you know. He's just, he's just one of those guys. And did you see how much weight, like good weight he's gained? Yeah, he looked good. I mean, he's. I just think someone's going to get him, in the second round, and he's good. I just think he's got a real chance. He's so, got got the ability to get after the quarterback. Once he gets stronger, you know, gets a little bit stronger at the point of attack, plays the run a little bit better. He's going to be good because he can get after the quarterback, man. His dip, his hand. He, he's got pass rush moves. He's got a spin in his game. I really think he's got a chance. So you're going with this. He's a top 45 pick probably. Oh, top 45, top 50 at least. 
At least he's top 50, right? If he goes after top 50, then he's an absolute steal for somebody. Yeah. And that'll I be, hope we get him. We're screaming at the TV kind of moments. Man, I hope I hope bad we get him. We need that third rusher. I hope he's there at 53. Well, you better hope now that you said 45. <laughs> I said 50. <laughs> A little bit, you know. <laughs> but I'd take him. All right, so defensive line and edge rushers, wild classes, a lot of top-end talent for both of them. First-round picks to come, man. How many of these guys you think you think there's a chance with five, six guys on the edge? To go what, top what? Just to go first. Oh, I – I, I, I like – Boye Mafei, but I'm not buying the him going in the first round. You don't think so? I, I, I don't think so. He, again, and it's just something that I've, you know, I've just recently kind of come aware of, but his age, you know, I just yeah. don't, you know, because there's something about, you know, you want to get them young, you know, and then build them up. You know, these guys that are 24, 25 years old, I just, I think teams are going to shy away from them. I think the Ojabo injury kind of sparked some interest for some people. Yeah. As that So, I mean, I'm not going to say they don't take him, but it'll probably be harder, too, with his age and stuff like that. But, I mean, at the same breath, um, that kid from Penn State, what's his name? Yeah, he's older, too, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean – you know, you start getting down to the nitty-gritty. But I think you get – because, see, with guys like that, you're you're almost a 30-year-old man by the time you get to your second contract. Yeah. You know, I think that factors in to all that stuff. I think, you know – but that's the kind of guys that you want them, you want them, but you just can't – you can't bring yourself to take them in the first. But those are the guys that everybody's scratching and clawing to get in those first five or ten picks in the second round. Yeah, absolutely. You know they can play, but you just can't, for whatever reason, bring yourself to take them in the first. You let any of those guys fall down in there, and you're going to see some trade-up scenarios in that second round. That's why, you know, teams like, you know, teams like the Jets, you know, you know they need another rusher, but and they've got two top ten picks. But it wouldn't shock me at all if they, you know – went O-line and then got them a receiver or a corner or something because they've got that high second, you know, second round pick where they can go and get one of these other guys. And they know it's going to fall right in their lap. It's, you know, teams like yeah, them, the Giants, you know, they're, they're set up well for that stuff. Because all tackles not that deep. It's, it's a decent class, but it's top heavy, you know. Yeah. So get that guy. Get your rusher in the second round. The Jets got a lot of things to think about. Anyway, all right. So, defensive lineman, edge rusher, done. We're moving on to offense next week. Bye-bye. Do what? I said bye-bye defense. Bye-bye defense. Yeah, we're done with you. We're going to bring in the next 30 days of the offense, and we're going to start with the offensive tackles and move backwards, so it's going to be a big deal. I'm ready.
those guys are pretty well set. You know, I've I've let some other guys bounce around, and I've talked myself into some other guys at other positions. Pretty well set on my offensive tackles, so you know. So you'll be ready to roll. Yeah, I, I feel comfortable in my, you know, wrong rankings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't hit well on offensive linemen. I don't think. I think my hit I think my hit spots are receivers. Um, I think I, I feel pretty good about linebackers. Um, we know receivers are your golden area, though. Yeah. I, I just I've, – I've got a good track record with them. Some running backs, some quarterbacks, but receivers has been my wheelhouse so far, knock on wood. Now the Packers need to draft them, and I'll probably <laughs> – don't count on that one. Sure. Anyway. All right. So I'm going to stop right here and then we'll go into mock. Okay. I've got to hang up on you. Okay. All right. So let's jump into our mock 3.0. Still no trades. We still haven't started that path yet. Yeah. Maybe been- as into April. We've been trying to master this mock. We've only done about three of them, you know, trying to prepare. <laughs> well, you know, it's better having seven out by now. At least we've kind of taken our time to just – we've done it, what, 10, 12 times? Yeah. Just, you know? Yeah, we got – we're getting a feel for it now. Yeah. So, I mean, once we add the – oh, I this part – this team would come for this person. Yep. So – Anyway, so I'm doing odds. You're taking evens, right? Yes, sir. All right, man. So, number one pick, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid and say Aiden Hutchinson, edge out of Michigan. There you go. Uh, for me, two Detroit Lions. They could go pass rusher. You know, they're probably not going to hit up the offensive line. But, you know, let's – Let's listen to a little bit of the rumblings and how much they love Malik Willis. You know, I, I think it's too high for a quarterback, but if they love him, get your guy. Don't, you know, don't wait. Get your guy. Man, I've seen people mocking Kyle Hamilton there earlier today. Yeah, I just don't – I don't see that. And I like Kyle Hamilton, but I I just don't – I don't see that, you know. I think I going – the way they build that team is they're building it in the trenches, but if they still have a need at franchise quarterback, and you know it's just all if they believe in Willis. Um, number three, the Houston Texans. I'm going to select Kayvon Thibodeau because they need a presence on the edge. They and need everything. <laughs> Uh, number four for me, New York Jets. I went with Evan Neal. You know, he's the – he's. I'm hearing a lot of the Iki Aquanu, how much they like him. But to me, Evan Neal's the best offensive lineman in the draft. And you've got – they say they like George Fan at left tackle, but he's an older guy. So, you know, you've got your guy, Neal, in the waiting – and they're not so sold on Makai Becton, so he can play right tackle, and he's got experience at it. So, Hey, have you seen Becton's videos, man? He's getting his body in shape. Watch out. Hey, there you go. 
He needs it. I think they've told him this is make or break for you. I get in shape and say, trade me. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all go draft somebody else. <laughs> um, number five, the New York Giants. I just said this, you know, when we were talking about edge rushers, but I'm going to say Trayvon Walker. And that's because if there's a team I feel like that's going to take that risk, it's going to be one of these New York teams. Yep. Hey, that's what, you know, that's what we were talking about earlier. One of these guys with two two picks, you know, you can stand to take that guy with the, you know, might have a little bit lower floor, but got the got the huge ceiling. So, number six for me, again, he's not my cup of tea. I don't think he's your cup of tea, but Kenny Pickett, you know, Carolina, I feel like they have been front and center at every quarterback pro day. And I just think they're that's what they need. And they know they don't have the ammo to trade for one. So Kenny Pickett. If anybody's taking a quarterback in the top ten, it's Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one team that's you know, above anybody else that I feel confident more than any of them will take a quarterback, it's Carolina for sure. Yeah. Um, number were Giants. Um Ekawanu, or however y'all say that. Ekawanu. Ekawanu. And this right here for me, me and you've been saying this from the beginning. If they love him, you can probably get him in this area. Yeah. Oh, the Jets love him and stuff, but they didn't have to take him at five. Like people kept mocking. I was like, why are they taking this guy at five? This right here just is a perfect. He just keeps falling in their lap for us. So the only, only way I could see them flip-flopping like Iquano at five and then Walker at seven is because if Carolina, for whatever reason, does not take a quarterback, their number one need is at left tackle. Yeah, absolutely. That that would be the only reason I would say I could see it being flipped. But Iquano and Walker to the Giants is, I think, perfect matches. Yeah, big deal. Uh, Number eight for me, Atlanta. Could be a quarterback spot, could be a uh, receiver, but to me, best player on the board, you need a face of the franchise. I know he ran a little bit slower this pro day, but Kyle Hamilton. Man, I love that pick. I love that pick. That's just, man. You said We talked about that the other day, but A.J. Terrell, Kyle Hamilton, that's – that's the secondary I want to build with. Yeah. Um, number nine, the Seattle Seahawks. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Jordan. I'm gonna give his perfect fit and save Matt Corral, quarterback. I mean, I just when it comes down to me making my final mock, we'll see if I stick with it. But I just I feel like reading tea leaves. You know, I could, and the Seahawks are one of those. You can you you rarely get a Seahawks pick right. I know I don't, but they just are all over the place. So they could do whatever they want, but I could see them making their man DK happy. They'll, uh, pick, they'll pick, pick running back Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no joke. Seahawks drafting a running back, Cowboys drafting a linebacker. It's just it's the way Death life is. Taxes, baby. <laughs> uh, number ten, New York Jets. Sauce Gardner, you know, it's 
I know like you and we both have Stingley at one, but everybody seems to be thinking Sauce is going to go high, you know, be the first corner taken, and the Jets have a big need. Um, number 11, the Washington Commanders. I'm going to say Charles Cross, offensive tackle. And honestly, dude, Washington can pick whatever they want. Yeah. They need an offensive tackle for the future, but they've talked about wide receivers, and now they need a safety and just yeah. all these different things. It's not going to surprise me to see them move. I feel like that's the floor. You know, a lot of people talking about Kyle Hamilton sliding. I yeah. feel like that's that's his floor is right there. Yeah. I feel like that's a good chance that's the first receiver spot. And I feel like that's, uh, you know, the floor for Hamilton. But Cross is cross is damn good, too. And if you're going to – I know they've got Charles Leno over there. But, you know, Cross, he's been playing – he's been showing in uh, workouts and pro day that he can play at right tackle, too. So, uh, I hate this pick, but it seems to just work out this way every time. Number 12, Minnesota Vikings, Derek Stingley Jr. Blah, blah, blah. can't believe it, man. Man. He's – it's just – it's that's how it works, man. The Vikings, they're just going to ruin him. <laughs> well, I love this pick. And number 13, the Houston Texans, Jordan Davis. Man, him and Thibodeau side by side here in the first round. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Building the trenches. That's, I mean, when you need everything, start there. Uh, 14 Baltimore Ravens. Depending on how the board falls, I think this is a big trade back spot, I think. Uh, but on in this mock, Jermaine Johnson's there. Uh, they need another guy on the other side of uh, Ofei. And, uh, you know, we like we like this guy. He's kind of a high ceiling or high floor type guy. You know what you're getting with him. And uh, they've got a big need. They got a big need on the defensive line. So anywhere on that defensive line they could use it. I think they would sprint the card up for Jordan Davis if he was there. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, number fifteen, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm gonna select Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. You know, me and you talked about this a lot, but I, you know, you asked me if I liked Drake London when I was talking about big-bodied receivers, and I was like, I'm just kind of expecting him to be gone. But the more we went through this over and over, I'm like, man, I don't know if any wide receivers are going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. So having their pick of the crop here with a big-bodied wide receiver, I think in one of these picks they would probably pull the trigger. Yeah, and that that, that feels like, you don't want to get a receiver that's – especially with, you know, y'all have drafted some receivers high recently. You've, you've, find, you've got a good one there with Devonta Smith. You don't want another guy just like him. You know, people may have Garrett Wilson on, you know, high, but you want a complimentary piece. You need Jalen Hurts uh, to have this big-bodied rebounder. You know, you need your power forward. Um, so I like that pick. You know, I like Drake London there. Uh, sixteen, Philly up again. It just, it just works out this way every time. You know, Tyler Lindenbaum. I just feel like he is, 
you know, a lot of people have him falling. Some people have him falling out of the first round, but I just think he makes too much sense for falling out in the lap of the Eagles. I mean, just I just think that's he's just the perfect Kelsey replacement, you know. And again, you've got three firsts. You know, you're you need you get help now, and you build for the future, and you don't miss a beat when he takes over for Kelsey. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Uh, number 17, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to select Garrett Wilson, man. I just think that they have built this defense to just elite standards. And there's, I know that, you know, we talked about Devontae White and guys like that moving up, but Mike Williams signed that three year deal. Keenan Allen's getting older. Yeah. Got to keep giving Herbert these guys, man. Yep. That's it. Just seems like what a lot of teams want to do when they got these young quarterbacks. Go three deep at receiver, man. You know, you like you said, Ken Allen getting a little bit older. You know, I, I like that move. Uh, eighteen for me, New Orleans Saints. I went Jamison Williams. I think they could be in the quarterback hunt. I think they could be looking for a left tackle, but Jamison Williams. You know, you could argue if he didn't blow his knee out that he's the top receiver on this in this draft. Oh, yeah. You put him on the other side. You know, they've been really searching for that number two receiver for a while there in New Orleans. So, I mean, you you got Michael Thomas coming back, and you never really know how the front office is viewing him. You know, they may be looking to get out of that contract soon. So, you got your uh, number one. You know, and just in case. I like move. Number 19, Philadelphia back on the clock. Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Hey, you got to get a linebacker, Howie. For God's sakes, you got a linebacker. <laughs> Loved the addition of Kaiser White. Thought that was an absolute steal of a contract. But – so Jonathan Gannon wants to run. You got to have these linebackers, man. Yeah. And Lloyd does it all. You know. He's oh yeah. Oh, going to help your pass rush. He's going to. Th- he's going to help your third down immediately. You know. So. They say it won't happen, but uh, anything can happen when you got three picks. Absolutely. Uh, number twenty, Pittsburgh. I think, you know, they're a team that. They could trade up. You know, they say they love Malik Willis. If, you know, he gets anywhere in, you know, shooting range, they could go get him. If somebody falls to him, they could take him. But it didn't work out in this scenario. And I know Pittsburgh, they've got a need on the interior offensive line. This guy seems to be climbing up boards. Zion Johnson, I think he's versatile. I think he can – he can play either your guard positions and he could he can play center. And, you know, coming from a ten plus years with a pouncy brother at center, they're not scared to take a center high. You know, they've they've reaped those benefits. I actually like Zion Johnson more at center, I think, than I do yeah. guard. Yeah. I, I do too. I think, you know, you could play him at guard in, you know, in a pinch, but I think center's his best position. Yeah, big well. Um, number 21 for me, the New England Patriots. First of all, the New England Patriots can select any four of those guys that we just selected. 
Yeah. Like, I would truly believe that. But um, I'm going to say Kenyon Green, offensive lineman out of Texas A&M, and that's just, that's just a New England pick, man. You expect it to be kind of boring and not that, you know, Kenyon Green's boring, but you just expect them, obviously, to build in the trenches and do those things. And obviously, the wide receiver, but this is a deep class. So, protect Mac Jones, man. I'm with you. They could go They could go a lot of ways, honestly. Uh, but it would be very New Englandish to trade Shaq Mason and then just fill a spot immediately, you know? Yeah. Uh, 22, Green Bay Packers, the pick from the Raiders. You lose a receiver, you take a receiver. Everybody seems to love Chris Olave there. Um, I love Chris Olave. He's one of my – he's a top three receiver for me. He's he's pro-ready, and I think that makes Rodgers happy. I don't know that he really loves rookie receivers. So, uh, getting a guy in there that's pro-ready that can step up, I think, you know, and the, the, the floor was talking today about the one thing they need, they need speed. We're looking for speed at receiver. So. And you think about how, man, not just Aaron Rodgers, but how hot would a rookie wide receiver like Olave be coming in and play for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, man. Yep, that would be huge. But Packers Nation, when they select, someone not a receiver at 22, me included, you know, ready to burn the place down. I'm, I'm, it's it's probably happening. Just remember that we got to spend the rest of the night together, like, to get to the <laughs> – don't take it out on me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, ass with your three fires. Yeah. <laughs> me settling for a offensive guard when I want a receiver. Yeah. Number 23, the Arizona Cardinals. Man, I like Trent McDuffie here. Number one, these guys need somebody that can play inside and out. But number two, man, McDuffie's just so smooth. <laughs> they yeah. need a defender like this on the outside, man. Yeah. I like McDuffie playing everywhere, but yeah. okay, let him go at him. Outside, inside, yep. McDuffie versus Cooper Cup. I'm signing up to watch that. <laughs> yep. Yep, that'd be nice. Uh, I think I made this joke when we were drafting and do this before, but I think Stephen Jones slips uh, Jerry Jones a little something in his drink, so he takes a nap during this pick so that uh, Jerry doesn't run the card in with Traylon Burke's name on it, and they actually run the team correctly, and Dallas picks Trevor Penning to take over for Lyle Collins on the right side. They better draft offensive tackle <laughs> because they made no priorities in the offseason to sign somebody to do it. Yep. Um, 25, the Buffalo Bills. Hey, you've preached about cornerback too. I've preached about slot corner. Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. I just feel like wherever they want to stick him, he'll play. Yep. I like it. Uh, Tennessee at 26, I went with Devontae Wyatt to pair him up with uh, Jeffrey Simmons. I think that would be a ridiculous duel, duo, you know, up the middle. You know, Jeffrey Simmons has – I mean, he's he's top five, if not top three, in his position already. 
I'd say. You know, he's he's a monster, and he was showing it in the playoffs. And you take a little pressure off of him on the inside with Wyatt, you know, and uh, that's he just seems like a – Tennessee seems like a trench team, you know. Yeah, big time, especially having the coach they have. Yep. When you text me that, I literally just – I was walking inside to work, and I just kept walking, and I was thinking – Devontae Wyatt and Jeffrey Simmons. <laughs> Son of a. Yeah. Um, number 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, I picked David Ojabo out of Michigan Edge. And this is one of those things where there's no way in hell he makes it here if he's healthy. Yeah. But not. They're, I mean, yeah, they're looking to win. They brought Tom Brady back all but This is a threat when you get into the playoffs. This is a monster addition. Yep. And especially, and I, you know, just kind of thinking about this, when you know you're the best team in the division. Oh, yeah. Like, like they're not going to, there's not a team in that division that's compete with Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. And when you know that and you know, I, I'm pretty much, you know, stay healthy. We're, we're clinching a playoff spot. And then we got this guy who's coming back. We're just going to let him go nuts on third down. In the playoffs, that's you know that's all they need. I mean, imagine waking up in my division and no one's going to stop it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Twenty-eight Packers on the board again. That's their own pick. I went with George Karloftis. I think that's a big need, and it wouldn't surprise me if at twenty-two somebody falls a little bit. Uh, but they they need that third edge guy you know we've got Rashawn Gary who's coming to his own you know he's a stud now we got Preston Smith but you know he's a little little bit older he still gets after it but we need that third guy you know Packers defense goes as far as that third rusher goes and I think you bring in a guy like Carl Loftus who like I said he may be ready you know he may not have a lot of upside but his floor is already pretty good and you know you just put him in the put him in the rotation yeah, I think you get a guy like Carl Loftus in the rotation. You're killing it. Yeah, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they went Carl Loftus at 22 and then took a guy like George Pickens or Christian Watson at 28. Yeah, Christian Watson to the first round, baby. Make it happen. <laughs> uh, number 29, Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, Tyreek Hill's out the door. We got to replace him with somebody. Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, man. I really love the fit. Yep. Yeah, that's 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 a good fit. Uh, Thirty. Then we up again. Uh, Kyrie Elam. They need a corner. You know, this could change if they get in the Stephon Gilmore. But Elam, and I was talking about Elam today a little bit with you. Wouldn't shock me if he went a lot earlier than this. Oh, yeah. around at thirty. KC would be very happy to get have him. You know, he fits their press scheme very well. Really starting to move up that board, I think. I think he's climbing, man. Um, 31, the Cincinnati Bengals. Bouye Mafia, man. And this, for me, is just one of those things where they need – I don't know about Jesse Bates. I don't know what their plan is there. Obviously, there's some safety help I like here. But – Safety, corner, edge, more offensive line. You got to help one of them. And I think that my 
come off the edge and really – I know he's older, but maybe you trade back just a few picks right here and you still get him. Yeah. And I just really think he would help that edge rush a lot. 32 Detroit, death taxes, me mocking Nicobe Dean, <laughs> the Detroit Lions at 32. He's a good football player. He might not, you know, wow you on the scales or measure out how you like it, but he's a damn good football player. You know, I'm sure there was a reason he didn't test, but turn on the tape, man. Nicobe Dean's going higher than 32, yes or no? <sighs> I mean, it wouldn't shock me. I just – dude, I think he's going a lot higher. Like, I would probably say top 20. I, I think someone will pick him. I think he's – I think it starts around, you know, 20 to 40. I think that's – he's – again, if he gets out of the first round, he's, a, he's another one of those guys that people are fighting and scratching to get at the beginning of the second round. So, 20 to 40 is his range. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just – I think someone will go get him. I think they will. Yep. Mock 3.0. The next time that we do a mock, we're going to we're going to bring our trades with us. We're re- we're really going to amp it up some. We're yep. not gonna, a couple weeks though. We'll let it rest. We'll let it digest. But we shoot from what I've gathered over the last couple of years, we're shooting our last mock is usually 6.0. Yeah. So we're dropping six mocks. Obviously, six is our final one. So, yeah. and then so we'll probably put out one more with trades. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, is this four? You no, this is four? three. We've got two more. Okay, so we'll put one more out with trades, and then we'll do our final one. Yeah. So that works out. We'll wait till like what two weeks out to do the next one. Yeah, yeah. I don't like doing trades until we start hearing a little bit of rumblings, you know? Yeah. You know, we're just, you know. You want to predict the trade, but at the same time, you kind of want to hit. Yeah. And then we got our separate mocks and, you know, challenging bets. and. Yep. We need to start working on those. Yeah, we do. We do. We got to bring the people into it. Which, well, I think we already got one, right, with Christian Watson? Oh, yeah. So he's the third receiver taken? I think I think there's a chance, man. I do. Hey, I'm gonna buy the you know buy all the stock that I can for Christian Watson. Hey, plant your flag. I'll take the I'll take the bet. Billy, don't fuck this up for me. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, Jordan, you feel good? Yes, sir. All right, good man. So, draft junkies, episode four, y'all. Peace. Yeah.